Good morning, good morning, and good morning. And welcome to another episode of Popping Off with Feel the Podcast. I finally think I figured out the rubbing sound. It was my microphone against my beard. So uh, I'm holding my mic strangely, but I think it's going to give me the sound that I want that's clear and uninterrupted. So how are you? How are my co-hosts this morning? It is a beautiful day in Atlanta, GA. Um, about 78 degrees or so. Traffic is moderately flowing. Um, it's not as clear as I thought it would be now that school is out, but um, I'm making it. It's definitely an adjustment, this new commute, but um, I'm figuring things out and finding all types of ways to get around the city thanks to ways um, and not be on the freeway, which is great. Uh, so it's hot though. It's not hot now, but it's going to get hot. (laughs) And it's, man, listen, I'm not a fan of the heat. It's not my thing. Um, So if this is any indication of what hell is going to be like, um, I'm going to be doing my good work so I don't have to go. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had an awesome weekend and partially because of my podcast. So I am here to tell you that my podcast, our podcast, my fellow co-host, is doing exactly what it is I wanted to do. It's adding a different voice to the landscape and it's creating opportunities for me to, you know, say those things that I've been thinking about. Say some of the things that I've said here. I was invited to an event that was curated by a new friend and co-host to the show, Merck, shout out to Merck, called Levels. It was an opportunity for Um, black, bisexual, and gay men to get together and kind of have a conversation about our community. And and, and Merck's whole goal was there's a lot of things that are affecting our community um, disproportionately. One of those things being HIV and AIDS infection um, and, and, and just how we we're navigating through the world so he wanted to have this conversation amongst individuals that he personally selected um to try to figure out ways to advance us as a community um to create a small group because small groups are important there's the larger community which is of course black lives matter and different things in regards to the lbgtqia plus community um but he specifically wanted to have a conversation with the brothers and see if we could figure out a way to create a camaraderie amongst ourselves to help pull us up out of the trenches and I thought it was great um you'd be proud of your boy I think I held it down normally in situations like that I'm a very talkative person um, I, I have a lot of a lot of things to say I have a lot of thoughts about different things but you know that space can be intimidating uh, I didn't know really anybody there i honestly never met uh the moderator Merck I never met him um I'm there was one or two people there that I knew in passing but nobody that I really knew um so you know that space can be intimidating even for a person such as myself who's an introvert extrovert introverted extrovert uh, but I, I think I did well. I think I did well adding some thoughts. Hopefully I gave people things to think about. It definitely was insightful for me to see different perspectives. And I just want to say this. Just like black culture is not monolithic, gay culture is not monolithic. We all come from very different backgrounds. And our experiences are what shape our ideas about the world and how we move about the cabin. I really love that phrase, move about the cabin. Um, How we navigate this space, how we navigate this journey, how we interact with each other, 
um, our families, our friends, what we think about love, life, and relationships, what we think about religion and spirituality, they're all very different. And it's kind of great to be in a space where you see that at play. Um, how people have different ideas about even the civil rights movement and how it's affected us or hasn't affected us uh, or hasn't affected us. So it's been wonderful. It was a wonderful opportunity and it kind of put things in perspective for today's podcast. I want to talk about introspection or the power of introspection. So, you know, introspection is pretty much just looking inward, being self-reflective, trying to figure out um, things from a self level. And I don't know when, how, where, why, but along this journey called life, I have come to realize how important introspection is and consider myself to be pretty reflective. Like I I step outside of myself or step inside of myself, I'm sorry, step outside of a situation and step inside of myself often. And I do that because I feel, well, I know why I do it. I do it because I'm an empathetic person. And I think that I try to live my life, walk in empathy. And there's no way to be empathetic and not be introspective. Like you, you have to be able to, you know, dial it back and say, okay, let me look at this from a self level. Um, I find that it's not a common practice by many though. And I guess that shouldn't surprise me, but I think I know why. (laughs) And I don't think it's because people are incapable of being introspective. I think people are unwilling to be introspective because for whatever reason, I feel like being self-reflective or going inward and looking at things makes people believe that it, it requires them to do something outwardly for someone else you know, apologize when they don't feel like they should apologize, um, admit that they're wrong when they don't feel that they were wrong, or admit that they're wrong when they know that they're wrong, but they're the type of people who never wants to admit in open form that they did make a mistake. And I just think it's, it's one of those self-practices that is extremely important in life. I think that introspection um, helps in familial relationships, romantic relationships, uh, platonic relationships. Like I don't see how a person could go through life and not be introspective. Um, but it seems to happen quite frequently. And I think that there's power in it. And I'll give you an example. Uh, years ago, me and a, a really good friend of mine had a bit of a falling out. Um, he had recently broken up, uh, from a long-term relationship and when you're in love with someone those emotions linger you know even after you say you're done you find yourself being in a space where you are still very much so affected by affected emotionally by what that person does or doesn't do how you and that person interact and how you see that person interact with others at that point in my life I had never been in love um and, and it definitely hadn't been in a situation where it was requited. Re- requited. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, requited love. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, that's right. It, it hadn't been in a situation where it had been requited. Like, it wasn't a mutual love thing between me and another person. Obviously, I probably have had lusted after someone. But I had never been in that space um, 
where I was in a relationship. And so there was ignorance there of how that process works, especially the decimation of a relationship, the breaking down of a relationship. And my friend was concerned about how his ex was, you know, moving around and who he was talking to. And my response to him was, well, it's really none of your goddamn business. Y'all not together. Why are you concerned? Bad move. And, and I, for the life of me, I couldn't understand what I had done. I thought that I was being honest in that space and saying, hey, it really isn't your concern. Like, really move on with your life. Um, and don't concern, overly concern yourself with what somebody else is going through or doing or not doing or who they're doing it or not doing it with. Um, I thought he was overreacting. And so that was my response because he was kind of bantering on about it. And so it, it caused a breakdown and we had a conversation about it and we made amends and we're still good friends to this day. Um, and it's something that we can laugh about now, but it wasn't until many, 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 many years later till I was in a very similar situation that I was abled to or able not able I was able to to kind of self-reflect and look at that situation and I had this random aha moment of oh shit this is what he felt this is what was going on and this is why what I said at that moment was insensitive so I think that what I've learned is you can apologize for um how you say something and not necessarily why you said something. And in this situation, I apologized, like I said, years later for both what I said and how I said it, how I said it definitely was something I could have addressed immediately, which I believe that I did um, when we had our conversation to reconcile. But years later, I was able to say, I'm apologizing for not only how I said it, but why I said it, you know, like it wasn't appropriate to say. And now I understand being, um, now that the veil of ignorance has been lifted, how hurtful that was, not just in general, but coming from me, someone that cares and loves, loves you, you know, cares about you and loves you. And so I think that that is just one of the many examples of where, um, introspection is important. It's important to self-reflect. It's important to look in yourself and figure out why you feel the way that you feel. Because again, our experiences shape our mind. And I hadn't had that experience at that time. So I lacked empathy. Um, Another thing that I'm thinking about is just how how we respond to things. I am naturally a cynical person. I'm a cynic. And being a cynic sometimes puts you in a place where, you know, where cynicism and sarcasm can be funny. It can also be burdensome. And you don't realize it, but sometimes the way that you respond to different things is negatively. Um, I don't particularly like the heat or the beach. So if you were to say you were going on a beach vacation, I'd be like, oh, I don't like the beach. And that would be my first response. And that's not a great response. Um, I was having a conversation with a person recently talking about relationships. And I was basically saying that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm living my life until I'm locked down. And his response was, well, that's a negative connotation. And 
and it is but i don't see being locked down in terms of being in a relationship as being a negative thing like i actually look forward to the point where i am locked down where it is just me and whoever bay or boo is you know what i'm saying but to him he went into this whole long spiel which was extra about <laughs> how you know, there's such a negative connotation with lockdown and we don't think about how it makes the other person feel in the relationship because lockdown could, and in most cases, symbolizes that we feel that there are things that we can't do or we don't have the freedom to do because we're now in this relationship space. And I mean, what he said was cool and I get it. Um, it was a little intense for me at the time, but when I thought about it, I was like, okay, we talk a lot of I've spoken even in this podcast about words and intentions and how important they are and lockdown is not necessarily a great thing but even even when we talk about how things you know things that are good we say bad or things that are good you know there's a time where we said things were stupid or dumb um, as opposed to just saying that they're great things or beautiful things or wonderful things you know what I'm saying so I I get it um but just that conversation just made me think, oh, it was an introspective moment. It was an opportunity for me to look at what was said, how I said it, what my what the meaning that I justified of why I was using that particular word um, to describe being in a relationship setting and how that could make someone else feel. And I just think that it's important that we exercise introspection. Um, I don't I don't know how successful a person can be in life without taking a moment to look inward and, and seeing the importance and the value of such an exercise. Um, and let me tell you, it doesn't mean that you have to apologize. These are just specific situations or the first example I shared where an apology was, was, was necessary. But introspection doesn't require you to to apologize or make amends or admit that you were wrong. Um, but sometimes that is the outcome. And I don't want people to be fearful of taking that step because it's an important one. It shows empathy, which I believe the world lacks. And I believe that the world would be a better place if we exercised more empathy. So I guess in turn, I'm saying introspection is a necessary evil. I challenge us all to look at situations from other angles and not just ours. I challenge us all to think about what we say and how we say things and how they could affect other people and why they affect other people. I think introspection is a wonderful gift. It shows um, it shows a coming of age. I don't always like to use the word maturity or maturity, however you say it, um, or however you say it. I'm sure there's a right way, but I've heard it maturity and maturity I don't always like to use that particular terminology but I, I think that we all come to different spaces in our lives where we are different people and there's growth and I think that a person who actively uses the tool of introspection shows growth and a willingness to to be better and to move about the cabin or navigate this life journey um, a little bit more thoughtfully. So today, think about a situation where you should have looked inward. Um, think about a situation where you responded to something 
using terminology that to you did not seem negative, but to the greater world could have. Think about opportunities to really just self-reflect, to sit inside of yourself and uh, try to come up with solutions uh, or answers to problems or questions that you may not have had answers to before. I think it's an invaluable tool and I think that it will take you to a new height in your growth. All right, people, thanks for tuning in. Again, follow me on social media. Please, please, please like, comment, respond, share. I think that's the biggest thing, share. I want to start taking this thing to the next level. I want to use this as an opportunity to get into those spaces that my voice is not in and add my voice um, to speak for us. Um, because I feel that people who are listening to this podcast do share some of my same thoughts about things. And also, let me say this, please give me some show ideas. I would love them. I would love to hear from my co-host. What are some things you would like to hear me talk about? Um, you're, you're curious about what my perspective or my thoughts are on a particular subject matter. Let me know. Um, I'll try to weave them in and I'll definitely shout you out and say, hey, this particular um, subject matter came from this co-host and they want to know what I think and this is what they think and how they feel. Of course, if you want to remain anonymous, I'll, I'll, I'll respect that. And also, I think I want to start a letter set, segment where people write in with thoughts and concerns and ideas and I respond to their letters. So um, you can send those to... Holly, H-O-L-L-E-Y dot Philip, P-H-I-L-L-I-P at gmail.com. I would love to get some letters. Um, and even if they're letters written by you, um, but addressing another person's issue, I think that'll be cool. Um, obviously, if you want to remain anonymous, I will definitely do that. But I think it'll be an interesting spice to the show. Um, of course, I have more time now because this is like a 40-minute commute, so I could spend a portion of my time addressing those letters. Anyway, love you guys. Have a wonderful week, and can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.